Hey fam, welcome to the Still Coloring Podcast with Tony Collier. I am your host, Tony Collier, and each series we lean into the stories of women and men that uncover their brokenness and practically show us all how they've rebuilt their lives with hope and grit. Come on, come on, let's lean in. Hey friends, it's Tony Collier and I am so proud, so incredibly proud to announce that this season of the Still Coloring Podcast is sponsored by Bart Technologies. One of the biggest mistakes that I've ever made as a parent is not taking technology and its dangers seriously. I mean, y'all already know our kids are being exposed to some incredibly horrific things. However, if you follow me on Instagram, you probably heard a little bit about my journey and my partnership with them. I did some research on Bark Technologies through the help of my amazing Instagram community, and it has been incredible. They have been helping me navigate this world for technology for my daughter, Dylan, and one day, my little baby boy, Sammy. And as you probably know, technology can be a major contributor to mental health issues in our little kids today. So, Thank you, Bark, for sponsoring this season as we discuss little kids with big feelings. Keep listening. You'll hear a little bit more about Bark Technologies later. Hey, it's Tony, and you are listening to another episode of the Still Coloring Podcast, fresh and hot off the press, season five, Little Kids big feelings. I get to talk to the founders of an incredible organization, an incredible company called Slumberkins. They help children process through their feelings through resources like books and characters and stories and cute little plushy toys. They also are incredible resources for parents. As we learn how to be emotionally stable we can teach our kids how to do it as well. And they're doing it in a tangible way with resources that you can have delivered right to your house so that you can actually help your kids get this right and that you can get it right too. My girls, co-founders of Slumberkins, Kelly and Kaylee, hop on the podcast and talk about this company, talk about the resources, and they get real professional because they've been teachers in the mental health space. They're also counselors. They're just so good at what they do. I hope you check out this episode. Then I hope you Google Slumberkins and get some resources and cutie plushies and books and listen to their music and watch their TV show on Apple TV to help your kids process through their big feelings. Check it out. Oh, we're back. We are back on the Still Coloring Podcast. We got a special episode. And I do just want to note that this is like an inaugural thing. Actually, that's not even the word that I was trying to use. I'm not sure what word I'm trying to use because I don't have any brain cells as a mom of two. But this is like a historical moment. That's the word I was looking for because I've never actually interviewed two people at one time. And today, baby, we got Kelly and we got Allie. Am I saying that right? Kaylee. Kaylee. K-A-Y phonetically. I knew it. As soon as I said it, I was like, and I'm wrong. And that's a part of the brain cell. (laughs) Kaylee. I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. Kaylee. And you guys, well, tell me, tell me. You're you're not wrong. My dad misspelled my name. You're not kidding. You're not kidding at all about this. Your dad actually did misspell your name. Oh, yeah. He, but my parents thought I was going to be a boy and they had the name Caleb picked out. And then I was six weeks early and my mom was passed out and my dad and the nurse, <laughs> my dad is a notoriously terrible speller Stop. and they misspelled my name because they just took C-A-L and continued it from Caleb into Kaylee. 
when they could have gone K-A-Y. They could have gone K-A-Y. But they said, we're not going to do that because we're doing the best we can. And so exactly. welcome, guys, to the podcast in this historical moment. I've gotten your name wrong and your daddy case spell. And what a way to start this thing off. You guys, you guys founded an incredible company that I just happened to stumble upon on Instagram called Slumberkins. And I am a fan. Like, I'm a fan fan. I'm listening to the music. I'm about to watch the show. I'm in. Tell us a little bit about Slumberkins so the people know what's getting ready to go down. Sure. Thank you so much for having us on the podcast. You know, Slumberkins is an emotional wellness brand for families. And we started with plush and books because Kelly and I, as a teacher and a therapist, didn't know how to start a company. So we actually started out hand sewing these characters, oh, gosh. publishing books Yeah, um, about eight years ago now. And then we've turned it into, um, you know, really fun characters for families to connect with yes. that show up now on Apple TV Plus. And now we have a music album out. And so it's really fun and creative for us to expand the lessons and learning in that way. I'm screaming. I'm excited. Why am I so excited? I'm just excited. I'm excited. Well, first of all, let's just talk about, yeah, you're on iTunes, but you're also like number one on iTunes. I mean, families all over the world are listening to this and they're like, oh, this matters. Let me also just say this. You know, a company is getting it right when in only eight years, you have gone from probably sitting down in your living room, sewing little small plushy toys to Apple TV, iTunes, like that's not a small feat here. We're talking about eight years of expansion growth. And here's why. Because you're hitting a felt need. And the felt need is we are parents and we don't know what we're doing. And not all of us are school counselors. Not all of us are licensed therapists. Not all of us have the capacity or the gifting or the smarts to go to school for that. Not all of us are called to it, but a lot of us are parents and we are really struggling um, we had a um, an incredible child therapist, psychiatrist, Dr. Chinway on this season as well. And she talked about this. I mean, all these statistics, y'all. And y'all know this, like families are hurting right now because their children are hurting and they don't know what to do with their emotions and they're processing through all sorts of things. And families just aren't getting this right. Kelly, can you talk a little bit about like the the tension of what we're not getting right with kids. Like, what is it? Are we just not listening to them? Are we not able to name the things? Like what's happening? Where's the tension coming from? Yeah, I think uh, just from my own personal experience and lived experience, I think Kaylee and I, um, you know, really believe that our parents did the absolute best that they could. And, you know, they're the discussions on mental health and um, speaking in the emotional realm were so new and barely culturally accepted at the time uh, in the nineties and the eighties. Um, you know, it was like big emotions came up, go to your room and hide them. Um, I don't want to see them, you know, like get, get it together so we can all be successful. And um, you know, that was a, that even the fact that our parents probably improved on what their parents gave them. So you know, just first and foremost, before I say like, you know, there were skills that weren't developed <laughs> by our parents for us. It's not because they didn't try or want to. Uh, our parents, you know, gave it their all and yeah. were doing the best that they could. But there was a lack of discussion around mental health and emotional wellness at the time. And so yeah. the newer research and the newer um, modalities that I think are coming through in therapy and in psychology is that our emotions are messengers for something deeper, a need underneath. And they, it's not that emotions need to be controlled. 
they need to be held and understood. And when you go beneath those feelings, beneath emotions, what you find is, uh, you know, your needs. And, And when we react to emotions in ways that are rigid or, you know, inadvertently telling somebody to put them away, this is how core beliefs and core beliefs about yourself build up and start to build up. And you can have either adaptive core beliefs or negative core beliefs. Yeah. And, and those are really being formed up and solidified no matter what, even if you're doing it really well and you know this stuff, like you're still getting negative and adaptive core beliefs from the age of zero to seven, eight. So these are the moments that you're coming back to as an adult and will be working through your whole life. Your whole life. Get excited, y'all. But this is the thing. There's no way to do it perfect. No matter what happens, you come out of this point in your life having insecurities, having pain that you are going to be working on and building from. So there's no way to come out and be like, oh, I did it perfect and I have no issues. And now my child is going to like, that's already an issue in and of itself. It's a process. It's always dealing with holding the feelings of your child and knowing that your role is not to fix feelings or have your child be a certain way. It's merely to help them understand their emotions and hold space for what comes up. Oh, that's so good. Okay. Here's another thing I really like about the brand. I like that you guys are making the parents, the heroes like that. That's super meaningful to me as a parent of two and a child with special needs because that's what we're longing for. Like a lot of us as parents, we like we don't just want to push our kids off to the experts, right? Like we want to bring them into the room. We want them to be a part of this village that it takes to raise these kids. But also like we want to be equipped. And I wonder how intentional that was when you guys built everything. Like um, Kaylee, talk to us a little bit about like what you guys had in mind as you pursued like making the parents the heroes. Yeah, that goes back to our experience as educators. So I worked in a therapeutic day treatment school and Kelly was a therapist working as a school counselor. And so often with the families that we worked with, they wanted us to be the experts to fix their kids to really like, they wanted us to just tell them what to do or tell their kids what to do. And so innately, Kelly knew that as a therapist and knew that actually the most powerful thing for healing and when, when intervening on the emotional realm is to actually empower the parents. That is why all of our books are written as all of our introduction books and every collection are written as a direct address script that basically gives a parent a script from a family therapist that are the words that a therapist wants you to say to your child to build those those core concepts for a child. And so, and then every book has an interactive affirmation that facilitates those meaningful moments of connection. And the best thing is, is that any parent can do this, no matter where you are on your own emotional learning journey about yourself, your own kit, your own childhood, you can always pick up a book and read it to a child. So we love that it's pretty stealthy, Yeah, that it, it really is for anyone. Yeah. I love this idea that you just introduced about like, listen, we, we may be getting it wrong. Like we may have gotten it wrong in the past, but like anyone can pick up a book. And I, you know, we have all the books. We got Thomas, the choo-choo train, whoever he called. We have all the different things. And I'm just really excited because I feel like there's been a wave of parental resources when it comes to emotional health, when it comes to teaching your kids these things. 
And I'm on for the freaking bandwagon. Let me just say that. Like, I am here for having my kids' shelves being filled with these types of resources because I can talk to them about Thomas the Choo Choo Train. I actually think that's not his name. I don't remember right now. The little engine who could. was it Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, am I saying this wrong? <laughs> okay, I feel good about it. Like, we can teach them about the Choo Choo Train all day long, but how powerful is it to have resources that are pointing towards something that's not only going to impact them right now as little tiny humans, but like for the rest of their life. Because as you said, Kelly, we're going to be talking about this for a real long time. Okay, so one of the things that I have done is Instastalked you guys. Um, now, that, what's good is that I Instastalked your company. So it's actually not even really weird because it's not even a human per se. Um, and I started scrolling through some of the comments because that's where you get your content. That's actually where you know if the company's good or not. And I am seeing all these parents, these caregivers saying, oh my gosh, like my child named this feeling because of this book or this line, like this saved my everything. Like I feel so much more equipped as a parent. And I just wonder how that has influenced and impacted you guys as business owners. And maybe like one of the ones that you saw that just like touched your heart. You're like, oh, we're in the right track. We're doing the right thing. Kelly, what do you think? So honored and touched to be able to uh, hear the feedback from so many customers and people who've experienced the brand, um, you know, putting your intention into something and planning and wanting to put, make something come through is one thing, but actually hearing that it's impacting people in the way that it is, is just, we feel honored every time that we hear something like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Kaylee, is there like a review, a testimony that you've just held on to that you've seen like a parent saying, you're like, I'm on the right path? There are so many. I would say, honestly, some of the testimonials that we've seen come through from parents that have gotten tattoos of our creatures on them because yes because the messages are so impactful they buy them for their kids and don't even know that it's what they needed and it's what they wanted to pass on to their child and so we know of over 10 tattoos out there of characters some of them being fox bigfoot sloth otter and these aren't just little tattoos they're like massive tattoos of our characters i love that y'all have raving fans That's what the people say. You got to create raving fans and they're raving fans. Okay, you said something though that I want to lean into. One of the hot topics around like the whole mental health space is like reparenting, right? Like reparenting your own inner child by parenting your kid. I know that's what these resources are doing. I wonder if that was an intentional thing. Like, did you guys expect that people, parents like me, would be, you know, reading these books and sharing these resources and then they were just like, well, that was for me. Like that healed something on the inside of me. Kaylee, what do you think? Yes, absolutely. Kelly for sure wrote the books with the intent that it would um, hit the parents as well. That's when she was speaking to them being written with systemic like thinking and the way that she would do therapy. Um, also, as an example, a personal example, our Bigfoot collection, which is um, that helps kids and families build self-esteem, um, was based off of an experience that I had as a child where, um, you know, I'm six, two, I was literally six feet in sixth grade. I was Bigfoot and in sixth grade. Yeah. And kids, you know, they are going to say things like kids say things and they don't know how it lands and how it hurts other kids feelings. And so, you know, my best friend at the time told me that I was buff. And then she explained that buff meant big, ugly, fat fellow. <laughs> and it was thanks. So BFF. yeah. It was so painful. I remember going home that day and crying and just, you know, in my mom's lap, just telling her how much I hated being tall. I hated myself. Like, 
And she, my mom did positive affirmations with me back then to like build up my self-esteem. And so that was the inspiration around putting affirmations in the books and um, the Bigfoot storyline in general that then carried through because I needed that yep. healing. I need those affirmations. Every time I read the Bigfoot affirmation, I feel that little twinge in my heart. Oh, that, I know. You know, and then I'm so proud when I am now reading those stories with my kids and they're proactively saying these things that, you know, like Kelly was explaining around the core belief system, that if you say it enough, you'll believe it. Mm. So it's a preventative thing for our kids now while we're all healing our own inner inner wounds from childhood. Because <laughs> cause we all literally are at the same time. It's like a millennial wave of us like, we're going to get this yeah. right. We're going to get this yeah. right for little Tony and little Kaylee, no matter how her name is spelled. And we're <laughs> just going to get it right. We're going to get it right. Yes. I love it. Okay, here's here's something that you're also saying that I think parents need to pay attention to. Like, yes, we're not going to get it right. We won't be perfect. But if we can hold a posture of being on the offense and not the defense, I think we're getting something real right. Right? Like, when we say I'm going to invest my money in purchasing books in, I mean, f- for free, I'm going to go on iTunes. I'm going to listen to these this music and I'm going to watch this on Apple TV. We're really like parenting on the offense. And I think that's what our kids need. Maybe not perfection, but they just need us to be like, we're trying to get this right, even though we may not always. But we're on the offense here. OK, Kelly, you're, you're writing these books. First of all, you're so brilliant. I I wrote one kid's book, y'all. OK, it just came out. And I still feel like I don't have all the brain cells back from everything that I said. What? I had to bring in reinforcement. I had to bring in a writing girl. I was like, sis, how do you make these sentences make sense for these small kids? (laughs) Okay. Like it was so hard. Kelly, when you were writing these books, like who did you have in mind? I really was thinking, I always start with thinking about the emotion or the Mm. intention that I'm wanting for the reader or the readers, the people who are receiving it to have. And it always centers around like hopefully a therapeutic, deeply connected moment um, and what we're trying to get at, at that moment. And so honestly, like, I don't know what it is, but I have always been like, when I write my journal and stuff, I always do the best when it was rhyming. So I'm like tuned into some rhyming channel, like in my brain. Oh my God. And that just and comes so, out of you rhyming. Yeah, it, well, I used yep. to be a freestyle rapper, but okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'd be good at that too. I don't know. I just like, That's oh, what I'm turn, saying. On, turn it we on. May bu- and- we may bust something at the end. Keep listening to the episode. <laughs> y'all something may go down at the end. <laughs> so I love, but that. when I hold that intention, things would like download really fast. So most of the books I wrote in like 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes where it would just come through as a little poem. Um, And they're the same, they're the same texts and poems that came out when we were sewing the slumber pins at our kitchen tables. (laughs) If you are a parent or a caregiver today, you know, just how hard it can be raising kids in the digital age. The struggle is real, y'all. When it comes to balancing screen time, keeping kids safe from dangerous websites and all the countless other threats out there, y'all know it can be a challenge. And it's hard to know where to start. The Bark Phone is the answer parents have been looking for. It was built by a dad of two looking to keep his own kids safe online. And let me tell you, the reviews are popping. As a Bark Phone parent, you manage literally everything your child can do on their device, from who they can text, what apps they can download, and even when they can use them. 
The best part of this is that it's all customizable. If your child is young, you can block everything and just allow text and talk. As they get older, you can gradually add in games, apps, social media if you want. And you can scale back at any time too, if your kid just needs a little breather. Now, Bark's technology can also scan text messages, emails, other apps, social media, and alerts you to potential dangers like bullying, online predators, sexting, suicidal ideation, and so much more. For peace of mind, when your child is out and about, you can also use Bark's GPS location tracking to keep an eye on them. Not in the market for a new kid's phone, but still interested in keeping your kids safer online. Bark also has a safety app that you can put on iPhones, Androids, Chromebooks, iPads, and even Kindles. So here's what I want you to do. Check out Bark technology for your family. Visit info.bark.us slash Tony. I'm going to say that one more time. Visit info.bark.us slash Tony. Listen, you will not regret protecting your kids. Okay, talk a little bit about affirmations, Kelly. Like, this is a big one. I remember sitting in the counseling office, and I'm I'm reparenting myself, as we all are, and I remember my counselor saying, you should write down the affirmations that you needed to hear as a child and then give those to your daughter because it'll do it'll serve dual purposes. And I honestly hadn't done any type of affirma- affirmative, nothing, nothing, like no affirmations in my life at all until I started to really wanting to be on the offense as a parent for my daughter. How do those come out? Of, like, how do you know what kids need to hear? Like, what's the, the intentionality behind affirmations? Yeah, so affirmations, the way we look at them is, you know, when how do you know when something is like deep enough to like resonate on that felt emotional level if you take any situation and you keep going down 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 you find that like self-esteem for example yeah is about you keep asking why what's it about when you get down to the core of it it's about lovability like am i going to be lovable no matter what whether i make mistakes or not right that's what self-esteem is built on it's like that I have an innate quality of lovability. And so when we created the Bigfoot collection, the affirmations center around affirming your innate lovability. And so for each one of the characters, when you take it down to its most you know, distilled place, so like what what is it for people who feel the pressure to achieve or perfectionism right what's at the core of that let's talk about that's me let's talk about it little free counseling session please yes it's enoughness enough being enough by just yeah it is i felt that little tingle yep so at some point not because anybody said that that's exactly what it is but through your experiences when you're a young child you think in black and white more right like your brain just is that way you don't get nuance and you're so tuned in to your parent or caregiver it's like your attachment brain it's it's survival at that point for children that they're so t- tuned in so when they do something right or they please their parent right it's automatically like good and if I do something wrong, then that must mean it's bad, right? That's really normal for a brain mm. to, to think about. But yeah. if you think of that, right, and you don't take the time to like say the kind of protective layer of whether you do something good or you do something bad, you're always enough. 
and you are, it's okay, right? Wow. That can help inoculate you, your child from, from falling into that rigidity around, I have to achieve, I have to be perfect to get my parents' love. And they still might come out of the years having issues around achievement or perfectionism. But if they have that affirmation that they've had meaningful, connected moments with you, hearing you say that, then our hope is that down the line, when they're in a moment where, you know, when you're at that place of like falling apart because you failed at work and you're having a meltdown because it feels like so horrible that you remember or somewhere around that affirmation comes back to you and you're like, wait a minute, no. I, I am enough. It's okay. And you can calm your system. Mm, okay. This is interesting. So I, I definitely think that we struggle with this in our household. Uh, my daughter, she has special special needs. And so there's been moments, you know, where teachers are like, you're being bad. And we've switched that language in our house and we try our best to tell teachers and behavioral therapists all the things like, no, well, well no, she's good. She is good. She is good in and out and all the way around. And sometimes we get to make good choices and we get to make bad choices. So that's something that's external and separate from her. And it has taken a while to reframe that, that I'm the bad kid in class or I'm the bad kid at children's church, et cetera, et cetera. And we just keep reiterating it. And if, if I'm going to be a hundred percent honest, some days I'm like, how many times do I have to tell her that she's not bad for her to really get it? And some days I'm like, I just don't think she gets it. Like, I think she's so scarred from what she's been told at school, from the past, from ways that we've gotten it wrong, because we have. How, I mean, how often do we have to tell these babies these affirmations? Are we swimming upstream? Like sometimes it just feels like, is this working? What would you tell a parent that's just wondering that? Well, first and foremost, I'm in the same boat with my son who has big behaviors. Um, that's our hammerhead collection is centered around anger and big feelings. And the first book in the collection is called Mad's Not Bad because my son also is a child that like he gravitates towards the bad guys. He doesn't like <laughs> Batman. He likes Venom. You know, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, because of this. Like, yeah, yeah, because of the same reasons that you're talking about, right? Like, of course, I'm saying the positive affirmations and all this, but I mean, I'm about to go real deep now. <laughs> oh, go deeper, go home is our tagline, by the way. So, <laughs> so as much as we can affirm and try to stay in the positive, if we are in resistance to uh, something that is truly happening and a lived experience of our child or whether it's in ourselves or in our families, it's the resistance that causes the shadow, the, the other side to get bigger. So there's always, always a balance. And as much as we all want to lean into the positive and say, you're amazing, but also the lived experience of feeling shame and feeling judged and feeling out of control or bad is just as real. And so holding space for that and um, being able to be vulnerable and open yeah. with your child about how you also feel that, yeah. right? And how that shows up in you is really important because if we're just pushing against them, saying you're not bad and I think you're great and they get this experience of um, having the negative side of that happened to them, yeah. right? Like you yeah. did get mad at them when they bit you or, you know, threw a fit, right? 
you lost it and the the things in you showed them that that wasn't okay and affirmed that they are bad in some way. Yeah. There's a part of them that is bad, which is not true. It's just, we all have capacity for all the things, right? Yeah. And so we, yeah. when we can open up to them and say, I felt that way too, and that's really hard and this is how I'm working on it. And, you know, I blew up at you when you got mad. And does that mean that yeah. I'm bad? And they'll be able to say, no, that you're not bad. And then say, okay, mm. well, we're working on it together. Oh, I love that. It It's interesting because when I think about my own parents, I'm like, I have so much empathy for them now that I have healed from lots of things and gone back into my childhood and realized that our parents, as you guys said earlier, like are just, they did quite literally did the best that they could. And we know that now as parents, because we're like, everybody just ate a uh, pizza for seven nights and we're doing the best we can. But I love that. I, I feel like I should commend our generation because I think one of the things we're getting right is humility, because that's honestly like at the bedrock of all of us doing the best we can. When we can be humble in front of our kids who don't really require us to be humble because they're so innocent and isolated as tiny little humans, like you could really be however you want it to be with your child who probably isn't going to tell anyone. And, you know, it's the it's like one of the places that we have an opportunity to have humility and to have a word that I cannot come up with right now because I have a mom brain, but it's integrity. Woo, yeah. I got words to have integrity, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Kaylee. And moments and Kelly always says, and this is like one of the tidbits of gold that me as a mom and parent has taken away for myself is that the um, positive attachments that we build with our children, um, the most impactful thing for them are those moments of repair. Those moments where we show our child what? what it looks like to apologize to them when we've said or done something yeah. that, you know, we want to model that behavior for them. And in doing so, those moments of repair build trust and those positive, secure attachments that we all want with our children. Oh, my gosh. And that, that's good. Yeah. And I would just add to I was a former special education teacher that worked in the behavior realm in schools. And, you know, we believe deeply that. Um, kids do well if they can. If there is a behavior, it's just a behavior is communication around a lagging skill or emotional need that's unmet. And advocating for your child can be so exhausting for oh, people that don't understand. So big props to you. It, yeah. It's it's amazing what you're doing and um, stepping in for your child because you have to. You must. Be I mean, well, no yeah. one's going to care for your child like you will. And it's and one of the things I hear a whole bunch from like our behavioral team at school all the time is like, thank you for being so involved. And I'm like, what? Yes. Are other parents not involved? What are they doing? Yeah. And they were like, sometimes it's not even that. Sometimes they're just so embarrassed. They're so ashamed that they don't want to face what's happening, what behavior their kids, you know, showing at school, what tensions they're having with teachers, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, oh, no, like we about to get this right. Like yeah. whatever we need to do. OK, here's what I'm really excited about. Downloading the Affirmations app because I have a bad memory. I also have mom brain, as you guys have seen a couple times here on air. Um, and I have this calendar invite to myself at 8 a.m. every morning that says affirm Dylan. And inside of it, I have our little notes and I wrote down all the affirmations that I've given her. And that's taken a few steps. Okay, I got to figure out what affirmations to say. I got to remember it. I'm so excited about an app that has it all housed there for me. And that's something brand new that you guys are rolling out. Kaylee, please tell us all about it. I, I genuinely cannot wait. 
Yes. So our affirm, our free affirmation app that's available on Apple devices um, is just a labor of love. It's free for, for anyone. Um, the affirmations, each character has two that kids can say, and then it records, and then they can watch themselves back, which we love that kids can watch themselves back. And then they can kind of, um, you know, start to memorize them. And then yep. you can share them with friends or family over like, look at what my child said. Um, and they each, each affirmation matches the books in the Slumberkins universe of publishing. So if you, if an affirmation is hitting in a way that you're like, Ooh, I want to go deeper with that. Then, you know, okay, maybe that's a collection of books that I want to explore from Slumberkins. Um, but we wanted it to be free and easy to use, you know, as educators, we're trying to always make things more accessible for families to to be able to experience these things. I love that so much. And I'm so excited about it. I have hope everyone downloads it. We'll have it in the show notes. Um, because again, like I think one of the things I think I, I genuinely feel like every parent wants to be a good parent. And maybe like I'm naive. I My friends call me a Teletubby because I feel like the world. I'm like, we're just all doing the best we can. We are good. We're trying. I feel like every parent wants to be a good parent. I also feel like there are parents that don't have the resources to, to be that. And even as an African-American woman, like all of the, I, I got to tell y'all, like my white friends, oh my gosh, I got some white friends at around 24 years old. And one of the things that they contributed to me in the greatest way is access to counseling, resources. I remember I had a mom she was like, hey, you should really go get your daughter tested. And I said, for what? Sis, she don't have AIDS. I don't have AIDS. I don't know what y'all mean. She was like, what? I'm like, okay, I thought that's what you were talking about. Because in our community, that's what that means, okay? She's like, no, yeah. I tested for her being on the spectrum. And and I was like, what? And she gave me all these resources. And time and time again, it's been really beneficial to have resources. And I feel like that's what you guys are providing to a whole generation of parents. One of the things that is really hard as a parent is trying to parent well with no resources, like no books, no access to things that can really help you process through it. And so I'm excited because I have gotten to be a part of a project that I've needed for myself. And it's my brand new kids book. It's called Broken Crayon Still Color. It's helping littles process their big feelings. And y'all, it is just the I don't know. That's the joy of my heart right now because I'm seeing kids maybe for the first time, parents maybe for the first time talking about something that's been taboo for a long time, like our feelings and the fact that when we have big feelings, good ones and really bad ones, like it doesn't make us bad. God still loves us no matter what. And I'm excited because this book is touching the world. It's being put out in Target. Yep, that's a big deal. It'll be in Target, in stores, and it's just cool. I hope that you grab a copy for the kids in your life, for you, maybe yourself as a parent. All you do is head on over to TonyJCollier.com backslash crayons. It'll also be in the show notes. I hope you grab a copy. Yay. We're going to talk about the last question. You both can answer this. What is the greatest resource that you can offer parents to help their kids? This is like anticlimactic to help their kids with their little kids with big feelings. It could be slumber kids. It could be something else that you're practicing. It could be whatever. What do y'all think? I'll, we'll both have different answers. To okay, this, this is good. But I would just say, 
you know, because I really think all of us parents, like you said, we're just, we're doing well if we can too. And it comes down to resources and, and knowing the things or being, having access to things, you know, we're all perusing around Instagram, liking the therapist, you know, say this, not that, like all these different like courses. But when it comes down to it, when you're parenting and you're triggered in a moment, it can be hard to remember what you should have said. And I think that's where when something tangible is in your hands or you can go to something and bring it in and use it in the moment so that it kind of supports you as the parent in yeah. the moment too. Um, I would say like anything that comes in, it can be slumberkins, it could be something else that you lean on. Um, I would just say like, remember your, that you need your oxygen mask too as a mom. Like you need the self-care to be able to show up that's and good. do these things for your child. So one of the biggest resources is the mom self-care routine or dad or parents self-care routine. I love this. So hold on. I fly a whole bunch and you said you need the oxygen mask too. And I just want to make sure that someone who didn't catch it, like I did not in that moment, like on an airplane, they literally tell you put the oxygen on yourself first and then try to save your kid. And our instinct is let me give it all we got. Like I got to save my kid. I got to grab him. And it's like, well, you're not prepared to, you're not yeah. prepared to save them yet. That's good. Okay. Kaylee, I'm with you on that. All right, Kelly, what you got for us? I would say that your presence in moments of anything with your child, and it doesn't have, yeah. that doesn't mean that we, none of us are superhuman where we can be mindful and present all the time. But even if it's five minutes, 10 minutes of time where you let go of your expectations, your, your thoughts about anything and just join your child in their world, it is so beneficial to them. Um, it, we forget what it feels like to be children. And, um, and, and it's hard. They're striving to be good and to be adults and to learn. And we're teaching and pushing. Um, and we forget to slow down and just join them and be, and be with them um, in, in small moments. So yeah. I would say that is one of the biggest therapeutic interventions that we always told to parents or trying yeah. to get parents to do. Um, and I, I, it makes a world of difference. Oh, that's so good. We call that, we've talked about this on the podcast before, the power of withness, like withness. That's really, really good. Okay, good stuff, y'all. Um, well, I'm just going to encourage my people right now to get all the things. Okay, L I'm going to be honest with y'all. I'm about to download this app for sure. The Hammerhead Collection, we got some anger over here and I'm going to get it and I'm going to get it and we we going to talk through it because anger is a hard thing over here. But I do just want to publicly here on the podcast, like, thank you guys so much. Like, obviously, I'm excited to support women that are creating amazing things and in eight years you've accomplished so much. But I just want to thank you as a parent. Woo! Because it's like really hard. Like, yeah. Really, really hard. And so, well, I cry a lot on the podcast. So all the listeners are fine. They're like, oh, here she goes again. Um, because these are like really real struggles, you know? And so I'm just really grateful. And I was like, oh, I got to get him on the podcast. Like I need to tell the world I'm in. But I want you to know that before I was an interviewer, I was a consumer. And it's just gonna, it's helping me and it's gonna help my daughter so much. And so I just want to thank y'all so much for being on, being you, like fighting for this for the next generation. It's like- it's just real good stuff. So thanks for being on the Still Coloring Podcast. Thank you so much for having us.
Hey fam, I just want to thank you so much for listening to the Still Coloring Podcast. I also just want to say that I do not do this alone. I have an incredible team that helps to make this podcast possible. It's produced by me and my lovely assistant, Amanda Reed. All of the episodes are edited by Robert Elkins. If you love the artwork and the graphics and all the marketing that we do, it's done by Natalie Maxey of Nueva Creative. Also, we have illustration show notes. Head to my website, tonyjcollier.com backslash podcast, and you can download illustrated show notes done by my girl, Emily Mills of Sketch Academy. All right, last thing. If you love listening to the podcast, you are really gonna enjoy watching it. So head on over to my YouTube channel and watch the full episodes done by my girl, Kendall Patterson of Lovely House Media. Let me remind you of something right now. Even when you're in the middle of the greatest pain of your life, even when all hope seems lost, just know that God is in the business of healing and he is still and always will be your ultimate redeemer. Love you.